Welcome to the Noble Mother Podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to heal, learn, and grow from powerful stories and experiences shared by sovereign mothers and women. Mothers and women who question when their sovereignty is in danger. Mothers and women who have faced deep grief and loss. Mothers and women who have walked the coals inside themselves to unprogram what they thought and who they could trust to really come home to themselves and their power. These mothers and women fiercely protect their spiritual energy and their family's health and well-being. On the Noble Mother podcast, we will share stories of birth, life, magic, and death. I hope you find healing in the wisdom shared. I'm your host, Victoria Nicholas, and these are the Noble Mothers and Noble Women and their stories. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Noble Mother podcast. I am recording today from my car, which feels like a good idea because, well, essentially, I have a lot that I want to share. And I also feel like I have to always create such a perfect environment or intention around sometimes recording and a part of me saying, listen, if you want to show up in the ways that you're going to while mothering, you know, the way that I do, this is what is going to work well sometimes. So I hope the audio is great. I hope you receive the information from my heart in this episode. It is another solo episode. And the reason I felt really compelled to put this episode out was I've been just pondering and musing a lot around my experience in birth work and truthfully yeah my experience in birth work but also my experience as a birthing mother and I guess what's sparked this conversation in my mind and in my heart was I attended a really awesome uh, New Year's celebration with a bunch of really awesome, um, beautiful embodied families. And we were all kind of, it's actually funny, we rented out the bottom half of a church. We're not religious, but the churches are really struggling nowadays. And so a lot of the homeschool families or just other events were renting renting the space um, to use. So anyways, we're all gathered in this church kitchen, which they're like so big, right? Like you could just picture back in the day, the women just like tending to their plies and casseroles and like there's just an abundance of mugs and countertops and just like, you know, it's just like, it's such a matriarchal space in my opinion. <laughs> and so what sparked this? Well, we were talking about 
a world and just like different professions and like where their values were at the start of 2020, which was, you know, like the whole COVID pandemic era and, you know, talking around the schools and then what they were noticing that that was coming down the pipe in schools. And then also, like, you know, I was even kind of discussing like natural path doctors and um, other types of practitioners. And I mentioned midwives and just how much of the agenda they were pushing, you know, like just even like the mask wearing and just the, the indoctrination really, like I mean, they're funded by the government. So that would make sense. But the women were so shocked. And these were women that in that time were birthing babies. So I guess maybe that's why it was shocking to them to think that like the midwifery clinics were doing that. And even doulas, like I felt like it was a really interesting time. But then I reflected back and I was like, well, it's not really, I guess, around the profession that they're around your values and your beliefs. So if you wanted to, you know, subscribe to that agenda, then I guess that was going to be based off of a belief system. It didn't matter if you were a doula or a midwife or, you know, what profession it's like. If that's what you thought was right for you, then that's, that, that was where you were, you were going to wear the mask. You were going to conform to, you know, all the other things that were put in place that were, that they would protect people. I'm doing air quotes. Anyways, so, but it was funny because it almost sparked for me this like realization because a lot of these women had midwives and thought like, you know, they had had some okay birth experiences and like, but they used midwives. And I feel that I am so grateful to my traditional birth companion, Billy, for naming herself. Something other than midwife. And I think indie birth maybe has sparked this, this sort of, actually it's been a combination of that church, sort of those women looking at me like, oh my gosh, we can't believe the midwife clinics were, were doing that and are doing that to women, like pushing that whole agenda. And, you know, even the doulas, like the doulas to stay, being able to go into the hospitals to support women. And it just was really interesting to me. And I'm grateful that Billy names herself something different. And it's funny, I don't get a lot of people when I do say a traditional birth companion, they're like, oh, like they look a little bit confused, but it's kind of good because it like sparks conversation if people really want to know what that means. When you have a woman of that caliber attending you spiritually, mentally, physically, and the difference between a woman who stands in a in a place of being a traditional birth companion versus a midwife. And I think I haven't had a hard on for midwives, but I definitely I can't particularly say I enjoyed a whole lot of birth in my doula career that I attended with midwives. And <laughs> And this isn't to, again, like many stories that I will tell that particularly are birth related, like it's so confidential in my heart and soul, but I'll leave different, you won't necessarily be able to pinpoint, I guess, like whose birth that might've been, you know, if you know, you know, any of the families that maybe I served at different times. But again, I, it always felt like you know, the women that were choosing them kind of were coming from a holistic 
mind frame and mindset, but really midwives are just pushing the agenda of the government. And again, I shouldn't say not all, but I truly believe in my heart that if you continue to keep a license, um, you are pushing a particular agenda. I mean, I think there are people that are beautiful at working amongst systems that um, are able to weave in and out, I suppose, of the bureaucracy that is held in those systems. But truthfully, when you choose, it's when you choose to align with with those systems. I I, I don't know. It it feels like it's hard to be a sovereign being and operate in such a sovereign and supportive way for women when you work for a system that is essentially funded by the government, and so. I love traditional birth companions because, again, they have skills and they're obtaining skills that are really beautiful. And I'm talking like emotional skills, spiritual skills, breach skills, hemorrhage skills, but they bring just such a such a different, unique approach to supporting women and families. And so... This is why I have never really loved the term wife. And when people, and sometimes I even feel like, like, oh, I had a midwife. Like, oh, like inside of me, like, I don't judge it, but I'm like, oh, like, shit. Like, I don't meet very many women. And if I, even if I meet women, they're like, oh, I had a great birth, but like, they need my husband wear a mask or like, well, they still, you know, I declined the vitamin K therapy, but like they still gave me vaginal exams or like, you know, they, they suggested to break my water. Like, okay. In my mind, I'm just playing out like, he's it, right? These are not acceptable things to be doing to women. And to each his own, their own birth, you know, but I think this is why I have struggled. Because I think if I really wanted to do it, I would have. So, you know, I would have found a way to incorporate my babies or my children or make it happen. But I, and I know now why, because it does not align. I, I have walked a path, I would say a good solid seven years of attending women in hospital and some at home with regulated providers. I did not once attend a birth with a traditional birth companion other than my own. I caught my own two babies. I had traditional birth companions for both of my pregnancies and that is what felt so aligned for me and and I guess what I'm saying is I think we really I feel like it would be a really cool exercise to maybe take a look at the midwifery care system that's around you and if you're really feeling not aligned with the midwives I mean sure you can hire a doula uh, but like do you feel like you need to go further than that which means like aligning with a traditional birth to pick and someone who's bringing less of those indoctrinated skills because midwives and it's funny because the history of midwives is really intricate in that 
like so many times they were still required in community, but then they were also like scrutinized and part of the witch hunt. And like it just it feels like such a wounded feminine that sometimes it's within those spaces. And not all. I did work with one beautiful midwife who I felt like in her core, she had a tenderness to her eyes. I could see a tenderness in her eyes. But, and she stood in her power, even well, probably beat down by the systems at play and at large in her, you know, in her practice. But, man, oh, man. Like, it's just a really interesting, it feels like. With tree. Oh, oh, let's approach your fancy and break. If I be totally. Because I'm like, I believe. And choose what works for them. And I still wholeheartedly believe that though. Those are my values, I guess. Why am I putting up this episode? Because I'm trying to express who I am and start to feel into the energetics. You know, again, seven years of showing up for families that were birthed. You know, I was actually reflecting on this the other night. I attended a birth where it was like the mother, like quickly, and she had her baby, and then they took the baby off to the NICU. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, that happened in other induction births. And, um, That deep birth of baby as they were emerging. And what was crazy to me in that moment was that the standard way in which that doctor handled that baby was very common of what I witnessed ongoing. And so, like, I did been raised that. The injury, like, if you can understand what I'm putting down here, is like that behavior. You know, it's like trauma behavior that happens over and over again, and you don't even think it is because just common practice. And is where I just had to say, oh, I don't, where this leads me now is I, I think I shared another podcast episode where I've been feeling really called to Hawaii. I don't, where our family resides. I'm not sure though exactly. But what I do know of their yeah. get off there and talk about it and just be witnessed by somebody here. You know, I, I have experienced so many beautiful families births and been integrated in a system and outside of system. 
still. I've had women actually the past few months who birthed outside the sound that just had some things they needed to talk about that they that they felt maybe they they weren't sure of or maybe they didn't want to talk with their birth companion around. And I have that happened a lot, even mid, with midwives. And I guess I'm just saying I'm someone safe to come to that can hear all of it and sometimes provide insightful insight and love and compassion and empathy for just the different types of experiences we all share in our birth and pregnancy journey. So anyways, my trip is coming to an end in the car, but I felt really good about kind of getting this on the altar space. And, you know, it's a quick little 20 minute uh, podcast, but it felt relevant to share and it was on my heart. So I'm really excited to launch my website next year. And if you're feeling called to work with me, I hope you'll check it out or share it with those that you feel might really benefit from my services. And I love you all. And thank you for listening as always. And there's some beautiful guests lined up for the new year. So we'll catch you then. Thank you, everybody. 